Hello, hello, and welcome to Define Yourself Distinguished Dads. I am your host, Valencia Grissom-Wallace, and we are excited with Father's Day around the corner and Distinguished Dads being right on time today, you know, and we're going to discuss some of the good, bad, and ugly with being a dad. There's last month we discussed super moms and all of the things that come with that, and so now we're going to talk to the dads. So right now on the line we have, I'll just briefly introduce our panelists. So right now on the line we have Mr. Jeffrey Moore. Mr. Jeffrey, if you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself, that would be awesome. Great. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeffrey Moore, and I am the founder of Healing Keys uh, Broadcasting, and I also our ministry, and uh, I'm the host of Healing Keys Radio Show. Um, and yeah, and I'm a dad. <laughs> awesome. I can go on and on, but I want to take too much time. You're on the okay. Well, we we got this. Um, and if you're not a speaker, can you please mute your lines, please, so we don't pick up any background noise. And next we have Mr. Nedrick Bellard. Nedrick, if you could please introduce yourself, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, first I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to be on the show again. Uh, well, everybody, my name is Nedrick Bellard. I'm the founder of WPS Alliance. It's an organization that helps men that help men get uh, started in business. It helps teaches them different things. And I am a father of four wonderful daughters. Thank you, Mr. Bellard, Nedrick, as I will just say. <laughs> well, we're waiting on someone else, but we're going to go ahead and get it started. And one of the reasons I wanted, I felt like Distinguished Dads, and I put that in the title for a reason. One of the reasons I wanted to do it, and we discussed this on Jeffrey's show, um, my relationship with my father is strained. And I was a, a daddy's girl, and with Father's Day coming around, I always have to pray and then debate and make that phone call, inviting him over, telling him Happy Father's Day, so on and so forth. And so that's why I feel like it's important to really hear from a father's point of view just different things with being being a dad. Now, Nedrick, I know you have four girls, and if you guys remember – both Nedrick and Jeffrey were on DYS The Men Speak. So, Nedrick, I know something that you've t- you touched on before was one of the reasons you're the father you are now is because your dad wasn't in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, if you could just kind of tell us a little, you know, a little about that. Well, I, I I never really knew my dad. I never knew him at all, and and his absence actually made me actually is what made my presence with my daughters by me not having a father that made me that made me want to be there for for kids whenever I started having them, and um, that 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 it it helps me like the absence of a father is what 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 made me a way better dad. 
Awesome, awesome, understood. And I know with a lot of the audience um, being females and a lot are mothers and single mothers, and I know in my in raising my son Cameron, that is one of the things that as a as a mother I looked at with his father being there and how that would affect him. And that's something, you know, and I and I often say no one raises their hand and chooses to be a single mom. Sometimes things happen and it ends up that way. So with that being said, I made sure that he had the appropriate father figures in his life, whether it was my uncle or, you know, a husband or, you know, something of that nature. Now, what role that played, especially being the type of mom I am, I am a very strong woman. But I do believe it's important to definitely look at who's around your your children, whether it's a male or female, whether it's their biological parent. And this goes for moms and dads because moms don't always, you know, we're not, sometimes moms aren't the best for the child. So um, that's something that's important that people really need to look at. Who are you having around your kids, even if they do have a, a dad in their life? So, Jeffrey, I believe you mentioned that you grew up with your dad in the home. And how do you think that shaped your upbringing and, and your parenting situation? Well, my dad was in the home. Uh, my mom and dad are still together. They've been married for 42 years this year. Um, my dad's a retired fire chief, and he grew up doing what his dad did, which was work. So my dad was there, and it was great having him in the house, um, but there's a lot of times he wasn't there. Uh, my dad would work 24 hours on at the fire department, then he'd be off for 24 hours. Um, but during that 24-hour off period, oftentimes he would have uh, an extra job trying to raise his family and do what he needed to do. So a lot of times my dad really wasn't there. So I say that he was there but wasn't there. Um, I know my dad loves me. I love my dad together. Yeah, we have a great relationship. Um, I think what it does, you know, I, I've seen this in my own life, uh, especially before I started the walk I am in now, is initially – I was working like four jobs. I was working as a police officer, and then I, uh, I would work extra jobs like that, doing just what my dad did. Um, and I saw that uh, later on in life. I'm like, okay, I've got to stop this. I can't put work you know, ahead of that. So to, to answer your question, I got some of that stuff that I didn't have, I could see myself falling into and doing. So I changed that out. Now, one thing I do know is my dad loves me. I knew that he would – you know, I could be there. I could talk to him um, through most things. Uh, but, but, but growing up with, with having a dad that was in that type of profession, he was always concerned about his reputation because I would always get this. I would get something like, you know, hey, you know, I would go out and do something. He's like, well, you need to watch out what you're doing because I have a reputation in, in this town and I have to keep it straight and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I was trying to live up to a, to a, to a standard that I could never reach. And, and that's, that, that affected me adversely, and I didn't realize it till later on in life because I was trying to get approval from something that wasn't there. So what I try to do with me 
and, and my children is I, I talk to my kids daily. I'll send them a text message or at least a text message. Yeah, I mean, the, the technology is amazing. We was talking about it a little bit, or I'll video conference with them because they live back home in Oklahoma and I live here in Florida. Um, they're they're one's nineteen. Well, he'll be nineteen in a couple of weeks. Uh, matter of fact, the weekend uh, or right after Father's Day, he'll be nineteen, and my youngest is eleven. Um, so, and they live one lives in Oklahoma, one lives in uh, Arkansas now. So, uh, with different moms. So I have so so it's it, it, that that's a whole other dynamic, um, trying to coordinate stuff. But I will video chat with them. I will send them a text to let them know I'm proud of them, let them know I love them, and then I'm here for them. You know, even if I'm 1,300 miles away, I'm just, you know, a phone call away, a video chat away, whatever, and to encourage them and to let, let, let my oldest son, uh, um, just to be open and transparent, you know, there's some stuff that he's done that I don't agree with, right, because that's how we are. We're parents, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so, But I still let him know that no matter what, I'm proud of who he's becoming, and I'm proud that he doesn't give up. He keeps pushing through, and that's one thing that I hope he got from me. But so, so it's it's good because that relationship I did have with my father, even though there was some adversity to it and there was some uh, some some constraint there, it still has molded me into the dad I am today. Um, to stuff that I can consciously see that I was falling into that cycle, if you will, and now that I can fix that, I can you know focus on them and go let them know how proud I am of them, you know, be there to support them, help with homework for my youngest over the internet is real easy because I can put up a video chat and we can sit there and he can put the thing up and I can help him with his homework even from 1,300 miles away. That's what's so awesome about technology and what we can do. And then of course you know the face to face whenever I get a chance to get back home or they fly out here or something like that. That's always a plus. Awesome. And, yeah, definitely um, that connection. And I don't know if dads have more expectations on their kids or or moms, but um, my uncle, who I was very close with, he was a Marine, and when he got out of the Marines, he became a fireman. And... Mm -hmm. He very, I don't know if it was just the Marine thing or the fireman thing or just who he was as a person. He was very di- direct and very, he always had like a poker face. You never knew kind of whether he was happy or sad. But I, coming from a family of mostly girls, my uncle was who we looked up to as a, as a man and as our uncle, and then we saw him as a parent when he had kids later. And to me, he was awesome. I don't know how he did it. I know he worked a lot. You know, firemen have that crazy um, that crazy schedule. So, mm-hmm. but he was still very active. If he if he was off, his kids were with him. And I know when he passed. Um, about 10 years ago, that it deeply affected his kids, even before he passed, because he was a strict parent. So that that dynamic in their relationship was one thing, but then when he passed, it was kind of like, now what, even though they were older. So I do know that having, having a parent that is very structured like that, can affect the relationship that you have and how you parent your kids uh, very much. Even with my dad being in the Navy when he was in my life when I was younger, 
things were very structured. And even though I kind of got away from that um, when I was in my rebellious stage, I went back to it. So how much that affects how I, I see that as, as I parent my son, that I'm very, very structured with that, with him, which may explain his choice in going into the uh, military. And I believe that PK has joined us. PK, are you there? Yes, I am. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Um, we had just gotten into the call, but if you could go ahead and just do, if you guys remember, PK was on DYS, the men speak, and PK, if you want to go ahead and do a quick introduction and then we could continue, that would be great. Uh, okay, thanks so much. Once again, I apologize for jumping on late. Um, just had a little situation with my boys. But uh, my name is uh, P.K. Kersey. Uh, I'm the founder of That Suits You. That's a nonprofit organization that collects suits, shirts, and ties and provides them to job-trained men and to high school seniors for prom and graduation. Also, along with uh, doing providing the clothing, we uh, do mentorships as far as we teach guys about the importance of appearance, the importance of apparel, the importance of image, and uh, very, uh, very into just uh, raising the awareness of uh, supporting men and helping men to get back on their feet. Awesome, awesome. PK, can you tell us a little background about your relationship with your dad? Um, both Nedrick and Jeffrey told us a little bit about their relationship with their dad growing up. If you could tell us a little bit about yours. Sure. Uh, well, I actually have uh, my biological father, who um, I actually didn't uh, rekindle with. I mean, I get they said we had a relationship from like one to three, but I didn't really rekindle and make a connection with until I was a lot older in life. I'd say about thirty something, and I looked him up and um, connected with him, and uh, you know we uh, have been uh, in communication since. But growing up. From five to my adulthood, my mother uh, married, and my, I don't even call him my stepfather, but um, my father who was there, uh, who, you know, showed me, raised me, taught me how to do different things, was always around, always provided. Uh, definitely a strong influence uh, in my life um, and helped me to be the uh, person and the father I am to my children. So he def definitely was a tremendous influence. I was one of the few guys who actually had a father in the among my friends, so it definitely was a uh, it was a, a a definite plus in my life, and I I could never repay him for the commitment that he uh, that he made as far as raising me, my brother, and my sister. Mm, interesting, interesting. Was it? And I ask you this because um, you know as we talked before on Jeffrey's show about, you know, my situation with my dad, and I struggle to reconnect with him. And, I mean, me just being honest, as I always am on Define You and DYS, it's almost like I don't have that desire because he did leave my life, um, you know, early. So let me is that something you struggled with? with being able to say, okay, this is the past, 
um, let's see how to build a relationship now, and how was your biological dad, was he open to that? Um, it really wasn't a struggle for me, I guess because my uh, uh, father that was there was such a big influence, but um, it was something that I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to find out who he was and, and, and uh, make a, a connection with him and have a relationship. So it was important to me, but um, it wasn't really a struggle. And uh, on his part, he he looked forward to it. Um, you know, he, had, he apologized. He said, you know, he's sorry he wasn't there. But it wasn't really... Um, it wasn't really that big of an issue. Now, my my mother, she had a she had a tremendous issue, and you know, with that relationship, because you know, I can imagine it was probably painful for her uh, uh, raising me without him there. And then later on, I you know, I I looked, I, 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 I sought him out to find him. So I know that she may she had some issues with that. I mean, it was that was definitely the struggle was definitely there for her, and it's still a little awkward for me when I bring it up. But um, you know, it's it's still a touchy situation. Mm, interesting, interesting. Nedrick, I know um, you know, you mentioned that you don't know your dad, but did you have positive male role models in your life that kind of helped you or you know, what was what was that like? To give an honest answer to give an honest answer, I really never did have any positive role models in my life that I could think of. Uh, I basically kind of uh, went along, as I went along through life, I, I just used knowing what was right and what was wrong to to, to make it. And uh, that was it. Most of my role models were, were um, guys off TV, you know, and... and <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and it's sad to say that like that, but yeah, I, I never really had real role models. Never did. But that, and looking at that, and you're able to be the father that you are, shows it can be done. I think a lot of times we'll we'll look at statistics and the news and different. Um, things that say, okay, a two-parent household is the ideal situation. This way it's perfect. This way you're guaranteed for success, this, you know, so on and so forth. And like I tell anybody, I actually had, you know, for for a point in time I had two two-parent households. I had my mom and my stepdad, and I had my dad and my stepmom. But out of that situation, the only person that was halfway sane was my stepmom, you know, mm-hmm. so having, you know, ideal situations, quote, unquote, doesn't necessarily always mean that it works just because it, it looks good on the outside, you know. So with that being said, um, I want to know, like, what advice would you give, and we could start with Nedrick, and, you know, I have a few other questions, and I know you guys have tips you would like to get into, but if we look at the reality of, and I hate to say the reality, but if we look at the dynamic of most households now with a, a single parent or a, what advice would you give to a mother raising a son or a daughter on her own? 
<laughs> I would say I would say put God first, man. I mean, a, a lot of times, me trusting in God that it, it really got me through a lot. You know, that, that was where my my guidance came from. Um, don't lean on your own understanding, man. When when it comes down to raising a kid, man, seek God, and I guarantee you, all the answers will come to you. And that's and that's scripture, you know. Understood, understood, and I definitely agree with that. Um, raising raising Cameron, and when I got pregnant with Cameron, I started praying. I mean, before then, but really when I was pregnant because I was like, how am I going to do this? And it's like me and him against the world. Um, mm-hmm. And that was that was hard because, you know, statistics will get in your head and think it's, it's the worst thing ever what, what's going on. And, you're, you know, you're destined to raise a child that doesn't do anything. And I'll tell anybody, prayer and just not being my son's friend. And as you see, you know, me and my son are very close as he takes me through his uh, basic training workouts now in the mornings. But um, And our relationship is solid, and he's a good kid. So if you are a, a parent on the line, this doesn't just apply to mothers, but if just my advice would be to pray and stay on your kids and don't, Worry about what you did yesterday, last week, or last year. It's never too late. But kids know when you're lying, so just be honest with them. And one of the things I told my son way when he was still in my stomach, I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing, so let's just try to make this situation easy on all parties involved. (laughs) And um, you guys see, you know, it, it worked definitely, prayer. And that's that's some really good advice. And Jeffrey, what advice would you give to to a, a mother? Well, you know, I would say um, just like Nedrick just said, you know, the prayer putting God first. Um, there is many um, many local community uh, getting your local community because there are several uh, events, several uh, groups and organizations that are there to. Uh, to fill that gap because the hardest thing that we have to realize is as a single mother, you were doing something that you were never designed to do. Just like sure. I can't be a mother, you can't be a father. There's just you just can't. It's how we're wired. It's how we were designed. So there's men like, you know, Nedrick, men like me, men like uh, PK, they get out and, and do stuff in the community, and we can connect those. But, you know, as a mother, you can get them involved in stuff like that. You can get them out there, and that way they do have – just like you asked, Nedrick, the, 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 that, that the men that are involved, but you have good quality, trustworthy, uh, godly men. Uh, and that's what we need to focus on uh, for, our, for our children today, uh, whether you're a single dad, single mom, you know, whatever, or, or an intact family. Um, the biggest thing we can do, just to back up what, uh, what Nedrick said, was to bring God to our children. So if we're doing that, whether you're single or you're married, um, that involvement with God, if, if you're a man, you're, you're the spiritual leader. We know how it's designed and everything like this, right? But as a parent, you have so much more on you because we know the Bible says that the child is a gift from God. So we have to protect God's gift to us. Uh, we're not that 
gift to that child. Of course, yes, we can get into honor thy mother and father and all this other stuff and get deep, but children are a gift from God. We're blessed to have that child no matter what circumstance it is. Um, my circumstance is different than Nedrick's circumstances, different than PK's. You know, I have children with two different women. I, they're back, one's in Oklahoma, one's in Arkansas, and I'm in Florida. So that's still a gift from God. Just because my circumstances change or the circumstances that I have change, that doesn't change. The, 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 the fact that I'm the, the, that I'm the dad. So if you can, if you can have a dad that's involved, uh, ladies, that wants to be involved, just because you and him are divorced, just because you and him didn't get along, if he's still a good guy, I mean, obviously there's abuse involved or something like that, but if he's still a good guy, don't hold it against him just because you can't get along with him. That's still his child. The father goes through so much during a divorce as well. I remember mine. You know, we always talk about the women a lot, you know, helping them get through things. Well, guys need that too. Guys have feelings contrary to popular belief. Whenever, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Whenever I found out I was getting divorced from my first wife, my son was uh, six years old. I was devastated. I'm not going to be able to see my son. Not only am I losing a spouse – I'm losing my child. I don't, I'm used to seeing that kid every day. I'm used to spending every hour of that day that I can with my son, and that's getting ripped away from me. So it affects men too. So, ladies, my best advice to you would be if you have a good dad, a dad that wants to be in that child's life, don't hold that child from that kid. He needs dad too just like he needs his mama. Huh. And we will definitely um, touch touch on that shortly because I do have firsthand experience with that particular situation in which you just discussed, you just uh, mentioned. PK, what advice would you give a mother? Um, going along with what the guy said, that definitely number one would be put God first, of course. And um, secondly, I would have to say that um, – definitely invest in your children as far as spending time with them. I know uh, in today's day and age, you know, it's, we, you know, we're always on our phones or there's so many other things that we have, we're looking to do if we're at work or business, and sometimes we miss the opportunity to plant into that to our children and spend time with them. I mean, the thing about it, I'm realizing as my kids get older, we only have like a short window where we're like everything to them. And um, after that, you know, soon they get it's their friends that's going to be, soon it's going to be other things, their interests. So we only have like a real short time frame where we can really plant into them so many things that um, that they need. So, I mean, along with putting God first, invest in them, spend time with them, make them know that they matter, help build up their confidence so that they don't uh, look for it uh, in, in guys or girls. They look for they don't look for that confidence from them. They can know that, listen, my, my parents or my parent built this into me, so, you know, I'm confident. But we, we, we have a short window, so we have to take advantage of the time that we have and we can spend with them and then, uh, you know, make, it, make memories with them and um, huh. make it important. I, and that's funny that you say that we don't, it's like one moment we're looking at them in a crib or with their pacifier, and then the next moment 
they're graduating high school and you're breaking down in the audience, or maybe that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or or ready to go pick your child up from boot camp and he tells you, Mom, you can't do all that emotional stuff here. So um, definitely <laughs> enjoying that connection with your kids when you have it, and they will – find comfort in their friends and other people, and um, it's hard to accept, but we do have to let that let that go, and I'm giving advice to you guys and giving it to myself at the same time, and I'm working on that. I'm working on it. Me and, um, okay, I do have a question that came in, and I'll get to your question in a minute. Thank you so much for inboxing me. Um, you know, it's, just, it's those precious moments and you watching them grow. And I just remember now my son is taller than me, and when he was at boot camp, he went and got a uh, tattoo, you know, like all of them. On their weekend time off base, they went and got a tattoo. And the tat- and I couldn't get mad because the tattoo he got says, uh, everything I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my mother. How nice. can I get mad nice. at that? <laughs> so, uh, and that's just, some things are just, I don't, you know, some things are just so powerful. You don't know what you pour into your kids and don't ever devalue or un- or discount or underestimate what simple steps are, are so powerful and effective with them. And I wanted to kind of go, to to Jeffrey because I know personally people on on both sides of that fence with being single dads that the mom for whatever reason is not allowing the dad to see the see the child um, or the dad is you know has moved on and is not seeing the child and you know. Because most of the time the moms have control of of that, you know. I mean, to be honest, most of the time when parents separate or aren't together, the moms are there. And sometimes the mom wants what's best for the kids, and sometimes the moms can be selfish. I completely disagree if nothing is wrong with that dad. Um, and, I, and I wonder how – you know, as you reconnect with your kids, is that a discussion you had with them of the mm-hmm. the why or the why? Is that a discussion you plan to have with them, or are you just just gonna leave that alone? Like, right. Well, and that's interesting because it's two different circumstances, obviously, with two different women. Right. Um, and I can talk to it from both aspects because the one, on my oldest, I'll talk about him. Um, I was a part of his life for eight the full first eight years of his life. Then I ended up in a change of situation, and I moved away from uh, from from the immediate area where they were at. Now, then mom started getting him involved in all kinds of stuff. So on my weekends, he was always busy doing stuff. Uh, hmm. You know, he's seen that now. We've had this discussion, and he sees it, and he finally admitted it. And he's had this conversation with his mother now, too. Um, he came to me and I said, son, I tried. Here, look, I got all this documentation because, well, I wanted to see my son, right? Um, uh-huh. He made it, He may not have you know, wanted to come up on a weekend, and that's cool. I get that. When as they get older, they want to have time with their friends and stuff, and I don't want to inhibit that. But early on, 
um, she was, you know, made sure that he was busy, and uh, and he sees that now. Um, and he's apologized to me. He said, Dad, I never knew. This is why I was like, son, it's not on you. It's all good. I don't have a problem with it. So we've had that discussion. Now, my youngest one, it's a little different. He knows a little bit about what happened, but not a lot. Whenever I got divorced from his mother, it was like a week away from his first birthday. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me, what happened with that is his mom ended up going to her parents' house, and they – Literally, I had to spend four years fighting to see my kid. They kept him from me. They wouldn't answer the phone calls. They wouldn't. You know, they were gone. They were this. They were that. And I spent four years. Um, now I actually have custody of him now, and he is with her right now in uh, Arkansas, and he will be moving here to Florida with me eventually. But we have a different relationship now. Um, and she's got better because, you know, in my situation, I'm not there her stuff, but she's got in trouble. Um, so, but she's actually back with uh, close proximity to her family, so I know that he's in a safe environment, so I agreed to it. Um, but, yeah, he was kept from me the first four years, and I had to fight, 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 fight. I've spent over $22,000 just in attorneys with that one, and the other uh-huh. one was a breeze. His mom just kept him from me. I didn't know any better, but I learned to fight because I was in a different place. I realized what was going on, and I wasn't going to let that happen again. Now, eventually, me and him may have to have a conversation about it. Um, if, if, if it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just give it to God and let God work it out in God's timing. And if he wants to have that discussion, we will. We'll have a candidate. I'm very open with my children. Um, they know everything that goes on in my life. Um, I mean, we have very awesome relationship with both of my children, you know, because there for about two or three years, I did go out whenever everything was coming against me, and I went out and was kind of selfish and did my own thing. And uh, you know what? My kids wasn't number one in my life. So then I turned that around, and I've had this conversation with them. A matter of fact, both of them, um, and, and, and if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've seen it. My oldest one has actually posted a picture with my book that just came out that details exactly part of that. Um, and, but we've had that candid conversation with both of my children. I've asked them for forgiveness, and I think through that and being able to be candid with them and open them, I was able to uh, bridge those years that I messed up, and I, would, I totally was just being selfish and going after my own needs. But now it's different. Now, you know, my, my older son, you know, he's 19 now, and uh, during those – I missed some, those early teenage years when a kid really needs their dad. And um, – so I, uh, I, I've been able to pour into him afterwards, and he sees it now. So we've had that conversation. You know, obviously, like I said, he's almost 19, so we've had some very candid discussions about it. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the youngest one, he's a little different. So once he gets older, I know we'll end up having to have that conversation probably, but I'm very much a part of his life and have been. Interesting, interesting. And that I think um, – you guys are all hitting the nails, the nails, period. Um, because no, one of the things I had to realize with both my mom and dad was that um, they were people before I came into the picture. And as people, we're not perfect. So I am definitely um, still, you know, like I said, still waiting to really repair this relationship with my with my dad and that's something I'm working working on but you know conversations need to be had and I do believe that uh, honesty is 
very much the most important thing when you're having kids. I'm going to go ahead and ask um, one of the questions, and I want you guys to be 100% honest, as I know you will be. I'm going to ask um, one of the questions that I got via inbox. It, the question says, what happens if the dad doesn't want to be involved because he is on child support? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go to um, – Let's go to Nedrick first. Uh, if he don't want to be involved because he's on child support, I mean, uh, I mean, in that in that situation, I mean, it's, it's the dad's it's the dad's loss. So if he don't want to be involved, I, I, I really, I really wouldn't even worry about it. I would just just one one day he's gonna come. He's gonna want a relationship. And then it'll be upon you rather to choose to uh, give him that option or not. Uh, and wow, wow! I just can't imagine what dad wouldn't want a relationship with his kid right now. But, but you know that is um, speaking from being a, a mother and at one time a single mother. That's a very real situation. Very real. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's crazy um you know but it's it is a very very real situation but at the end of the day there's nothing you can do you can't force some anyone to have a relationship with with your child and that's nothing you should feel guilty about so with that being said pk if you would like to address that that question yeah that's kind of a a tough one for me too. I'm trying to understand, but to me, I would think that is not. Is it really because of the child support? I mean, because or is it just that he doesn't want to be involved? Period. I mean, it could is that the real reason, or is he just sure. doesn't want to have anything to be? Because I'm trying to think like if because I have to pay something, that means I don't want to deal with my kids. I I just couldn't see that. It would have to be, you know, listen, I don't want to have anything to do with them at all. And I don't think that's the reason because of the child support. But uh, if that's the case, then, like, it it is his loss. And hopefully he'll come to the realization because, I mean, sometimes us men, we don't realize the impact that that we have on our children. Like, not being in in their life affects so many areas, so many things, so many guys do different things because they didn't have that father there. So many women, I know my, my wife, she said, you know, she, she didn't have a positive uh, father figure in her home, and it it uh, affected her growing up and, and her decision-making. So the absence that that, is, that can cause can be so huge that I would hope that that person would come to the realization that, listen, uh, I'm I'm not gonna let anything stop me from being in my child's life. So I mean, uh, hopefully he'll come to the realization and and, uh, and do his part. And you made it very uh, yeah. Can I say Definitely. something to that? Uh huh. Um, here's the deal. I mean, because I come from the single dad aspect, from the I paid child support aspect. Um. I couldn't, and this is just me, even whenever I was, this guy's got to be just doing whatever he wants for his own selfish reason, and I'm going to call it what it is. He's being selfish Um, because that was the only time I wasn't with my children was either, one, 
that their mom, like I told them in the early one, and I was paying child support all through that. But I wanted nothing more to be with my kid, and I've heard, and I've talked to single dads. She won't let me see him because, you know, well, I'm a month behind on my child support or something. But I want to see my kids. I want to see my kids, but they don't get. They're not able to see their kids because of that. Um, you know, so that's something you got to look at too. But this guy, obviously, if, if this is what's going on, I've never talked to any man that is paying child support that isn't fighting to try to be in his kid's life. And I'm not saying this isn't happening. Um, but and a lot of them will do it for those selfish reasons. And there's got to be some type of selfish gain that's going on there, kind of like what they said. I couldn't tell. I mean, like I said, I did it for two years, so I know kind of why. But mm-hmm. during that whole time, I was still texting my kids daily. You know, I just wasn't seeing them. I was still connecting with them. I still had that I wanted to be with my kids. I just couldn't. One, for me, in the situation I was in, the road I was going down was not going to be good for a kid, you know, because I had to do what I had to do with me first, and I had to fix me and let God come into my life and fix me to go to where I needed to go. So I've seen it so much. It just blew me away whenever that question came in because that's like one of the first times I've ever heard that, that a guy is paying child support willfully, but he doesn't want to see the kids. But it also could be, I mean, this guy, does he have another relationship? Is he, is he remarried again? Does he have another family? Because I've seen that too. And I think it's right. ridiculous with these men get divorced. They get with another family. They start a whole other family, and they shove their original kids, if you will, to the side. Uh, I know what's happening, especially with someone that I know uh, back home in Oklahoma. She had to raise her kids by herself. Her husband, her ex-husband went off, got married, had another kid, and that kid is like, you know, the cream of the crop. So, I mean, it's different situations, hmm. but I couldn't see. Right. That's crazy. I'm like those well, three I'm other guys. Well, I'm because you did say like a key word. You said uh, will, willfully paying child mm-hmm. support. Now, paying child support uh, doesn't necessarily mean willfully because, you know, right. if it's court ordered, you know, that <laughs> right. could cause some, you know, cause some feelings and um mm-hmm. you know being i've been on on both sides of that situ, situation right. you know of course cameron did have child support and then i've been with you know people who've had to pay it you know and mm-hmm. um i know in louisiana i don't know about other states but here it's and i think most states are like that where it's it's coming straight out um and here in louisiana they've had situations that people have actually done things to the kids right. using the excuse of being angry behind the child support, um, which is completely ridiculous. And, I, you know, I hear different things with that, um, and I'm not going to sit up here and say that anybody that receives child support does the, the mm-hmm. right thing with it 100%, but, or, or not, you know. But either way it goes, it's not the kid's fault. At right. the at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and um, well, then to add to that, there mm-hmm. was one other thing that I wanted to mm-hmm. add right real quick, and I don't know if it's the same situation, obviously, but because I was paying child support on two kids, um, mm-hmm. and, and again, I was making sure I was taking care of it. I felt I couldn't provide what they needed at my house. I felt like I couldn't afford to do anything because, you know, so much is put on, and I know better than this now, folks. I'm just telling you the mentality I was in at the time. It was all about I can't buy them this. I can't buy I can't do this for them. Uh-huh. Here I am in this way smaller house. I can't afford to spend the gas money to go get them because I don't have any extra money because I'm paying it all in child support. 
Right. I, I just think I was adequate enough to be a good father at the time when all they needed was that time that they, with, with the kids. That's all they needed was the time for me, and that's free. I can give it to them. But, you know, society will trick us, and society will put, you know, I can't, they can't, you know, I only got a one-bedroom house. I can't afford this. I can't afford, you know, them to have extra clothes, extra things in my house. And then you run into stuff. So it could be that there could be something coming back on that, some psychological thing that's going on with, with this, this guy with that. I don't know, you know, his situation, obviously. But it could be something like that because that's what was going on with me. A lot of times I couldn't, I, I couldn't afford it. I just felt like I couldn't afford it and live and be able to supply for them and me at the same time. I felt very inadequate. Well, um, I did get an inbox back stating that he has six other kids. Well, so, uh We'll just leave that there. Yeah. We'll leave I that there. Um, wow. You guys kind of leave me speechless whenever I get the men on. You know, I feel like I have to step <laughs> step DYS up when I have the, have the men on because normally I drop mics. But you guys come on and you're so real and raw and honest that you guys are just I, – and I love that. And people need to have these conversations – more, these conversations need to be had, you know, more. And one of the things that I would advise any anybody um, at the end of the day is not the kid's fault, whatever is going on. And I know, and this is me and my uh, stepmom actually had this conversation because I purposely made her, her life H-E double hockey sticks. Because not only did she marry my dad, who was my superhero, she had the nerve to have kids with him. So I felt replaced. And when I went to visit them, um, I felt like I was the outsider in his new family. And even though I had, you know, when I when my dad was in my life, I was a daddy's girl. The sun rose and set on him, and the sun rose and set on me. And so definitely I believe that that played a part in it, in that uh, relationship dynamic also, because – but I'm looking at it from a, a child's eyes. Like there – and whether that was a situation or not – being a kid, that's how you look at it. You know, your dad's not with you, he's with someone else, and they have this new family. So that may or may not be the case with that. Um, I know I asked you guys to, to give five fatherhood tips. And so uh, you don't have to have five, but I definitely would like to hear you guys' father, fatherhood tips. And in case you guys didn't know, mm-hmm. Uh, PK does have two twin boys, so that's a whole other level of fatherhood. Jeffrey has two young men, and Nedrick has four girls. So we're talking about seasoned, <laughs> seasoned dads. They they really have their their nails in the trenches of fatherhood and experiencing those stages in in different ways. So. We could go to Nedrick for your your fatherhood tips, and it could apply to a mom or a dad. I think some tips are just universal. <laughs> well, number one, as a as a father with four girls, I can tell you to have patience and have plenty of it. Hmm. You would definitely need patience, man. You, you 
It's some things that these kids will do that'll that'll drive you up a wall, and if you don't have patience, I mean, isn't it? it <laughs> yeah, have patience. Okay, my second tip. My second tip would be always be open to listen to your kids. You don't want them bottling nothing up and and eventually um, you find out something later on in life or whatever, and and and, um, be, and and then you wonder why didn't you tell me? You know, listen to your kids, have a conversation with them on the regular. Uh, let's see, uh, spend as much time as you can with them. Like PK said, I mean. You don't want to miss a moment with your children. Uh, I could uh, I could remember pageants and different things like that, and um, you know I just I just remember all these things like that, and uh, it's always fun to relive those moments. Uh, support them in everything that they do. You always want to be there. You always want to let them know that no matter what the situation is. Oh, no matter what the situation it. is. Hello? Yeah, yep. go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you want to you wanna always support them. Support them in everything that they do. I mean, uh, you want them to know that you're there. And uh, my last tip is always instill God in them. You know, it says train up a child and they shall not depart from the ways. And uh, that's my most important tip. Thank you. I just posted those tips in the group. And next we will go to uh, PK. Uh, okay. Um, first I would say, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but definitely um, spending time with them and doing doing things that they enjoy doing, you know, because a lot of us may be working or we're doing businesses or we're trying to, we're entrepreneurs, we're doing things, and that can take up a tremendous amount of time. Uh, building a brand, building business, you know, you want that to be right. And sometimes that uh, our children get lost in the mix and all they want, you know, they don't care about CEO, they don't care about president, they don't care about interviews, TV, all they care about, you know, is spending time with their parents. So uh, definitely uh, that's one of the keys. Also uh, just keeping some type of structure, some type of organization, because uh, things can get lost. And, um, you know, the, my kids know when I come home, we're going to do work, we're going to eat, we're going to play, we're going to shower, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to put them to bed. I'll put them to bed every single night. Every single night um, they know that that's something that daddy's going to do. So um, some type of structure and order. Uh, another thing that I know that is key is, you know, sometimes as parents we have to have time where we're either alone or, you know, uh, mommy and daddy time. I mean, that's really a crucial, that's very important. And a lot of times, a lot of parents, they don't take that time to continue to strengthen their marriage at the expense of just being parents. I mean, you don't want to lose your marriage because you're a parent now. I mean, parents, being a parent is extremely important, but not at the expense of your spouse. You know, you want to... Number one, give them the time that they need. And also, number two, sometimes um, you need time alone to re-energize, to spend time with God, to get direction. So those are things that I found have been very crucial and very important um, as far as being a good parent. And uh, lastly, uh, um, 
listening. Uh, you mentioned, you just mentioned it, listening and having good communication with the children because, uh, you know, a lot of times we say, well, I want my son to be this, I want my daughter to be this, or they're going to be this, and that may not be something that they want to do. So um, just listening to them and uh, uh, letting them explore, letting them, letting them know they have options. They can do whatever it is that they want to do. They don't have to be what we want them to be, uh, which, is, which is what, you know, a lot of times what we were forced to do. You know, our parents wanted us to do something. We wound up being in a career, being in a business area that we really didn't want, but we were kind of directed that way. So just let them know, support them in what they do. If they, you know, I want to be a drummer, I want to, I want to be an astronaut, you know, just support them until they really find out what it is that they want to do. As long as they know that they have our support, uh, that makes a big difference. Definitely uh, agreed with with that, uh, everything you said, and I can't wait to, you guys kind of all giving my tips. I think you guys kind of read my mind a little bit, but uh, Jeffrey, if you want to go ahead with your tips. Perfect. Um, I would say, um, obviously, we kind of mentioned it. Don't don't keep them from the other parent. Don't don't alienate other parent. I'm going to speak a lot to the single parents. Um, let them know you're proud of them, no matter what it is that you're there for them. Let them know that uh, encourage them, encourage them daily. Um, no matter what it is they're doing, just like PK just said, I mean, even if they're having a bad day, they made a bad choice, still encourage them to keep moving forward because they need that. They need to know that someone's going to be there for them to have their back. Um, so encourage them. Um, and I think, let's see, the next one would be to, uh, again, be involved in their activities. If they're in band at school, uh, if they're Whatever they're doing, whether and if they're not in church, get them in church and attend with them, uh, volunteer with them. Um, if they're in some activity at school, be a band booster or something like that. I don't know if that still happens. I'm just talking about my yeah. But, uh, but anyways, <laughs> be a band booster. You know, whatever it is, you know, get involved in their activity, Boy Scouts, whatever it is. Be a leader in that so you can spend time, do stuff with them doing that. And then finally, I would say to all you single parents, never, ever, ever, ever talk negatively about the other parent that's still mm. their parent. Hold up, I'm typing that in now. That was a whole, you should have said that at the beginning of the call, so that could have been a trick. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other uh, show. <laughs> well, my my tips, guys, as a uh, former single parent, I don't know if you could still call yourself a single parent when you're married, but um, my advice as a parent, definitely have an open line of communication and let your kids talk and you listen. And I always say listen and silent has the same exact letters for a reason. Foster that communication with them. Let them express their opinion. Uh, definitely pulling from PK structure. I believe in checklists. I believe in all of that um, or a, a chaotic household, you can't be surprised if your kids are chaotic. That's a, that's a fact. Uh, you don't have to be overly structured, but have some some structure to the house because they could depend on certain things to happen. Definitely be involved in their activities. If you're there when they're good, you most likely won't have to be there when they're doing something bad. So that means I've 
spent those 12 hours at wrestling meets and traveled with the band team and hollered on the sidelines and taken off from work to be there. So if you're working for your kids, know that you're working for them. You're just you're not just working to work. So if sometimes you may need to take off to be there for them. And my last and final tip is to definitely pray with them. Definitely take time that they see you having a relationship with God. Know that you're taking time out to talk to them. One of the things me and Cameron did every morning before he went to school, we always said a a quick prayer. And one day, for instance, one day I forgot we were rushing, and I called the school. And I said, I need you guys to put my son on the line because we didn't have time to pray before he left for school. And and they did it. And I don't know if it's because they knew me, because we're in the South, things were in a little different, or if they knew how they didn't want me to come to the school could have been a reason too. <laughs> but they did get him out of class and put him on the phone, and and that was you know, a definitely a defining moment and in, in Cameron's upbringing. And with that being said, um, I want to take the time out to definitely thank our, I guess we'll call you guys the, the men of DYS. That's like a whole, you know, the audience, you guys give so much realness, and the audience definitely loves it and responds. And make sure you guys post your information on the event page. You guys definitely connect with these fabulous or distinguished men, I guess I can't use the word fabulous, that have taken time out of their day to share with us. Connect with them. Ask them questions that you may not have wanted addressed here. They are open. They're on Facebook. Their information will be posted to connect with them and their businesses. Also, do not forget tomorrow night is Define You Radio. Go to the Define You Radio page that's happening every week. On Wednesdays, it's Define You Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you guys for joining us on another wonderful DYS, Define Yourself series. I will be making the announcement soon for next month's topic. With that being said, everyone have a great evening, and thank you so much for joining us.